This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of the Sloopcast brought to you by the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company. You know what you're missing, Jared? You are missing spice from the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company. Is he angry? No, of course. Oh, okay, not. we did. We discussed this already. I sometimes I forget. Well, he's not angry, but he's mad. <laughs> Is he disappointed? <laughs> he's not. Mad. The Mad Canadian Barbecue Company is an Ohio-based company, and they usually say our seasoning will take your barbecue from good to great. The Mad Canadian Barbecue Company. We got your butt covered. Some spices, Jared. That mm-hmm. interests me. Yes. Uh, take the Sonoran heat. I like tacos as much as the next person. This would be a great spice to put on your on your meat. You could go on some fish. You could go on fruit as a beer salt. It's whatever you want to use it. It's a great spice. Sounds like a great all-purpose seasoning uh, yeah, season absolutely. salt. Absolutely. There's this and much, much more at the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company. And just for the Sloopcast listeners here, they have a discount code for any orders from the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company. You put the discount code SLOOPCAST10, and it will be a 10% off discount for your entire order. The Mad Canadian BBQ.com. The Mad Canadian BBQ.com. 10% discount just for Sloopcast listeners. Sloopcast 10. This episode of the Sloopcast also brought to you by us and you and this awesome little community we're building. We have a Teespring store. You can check out that link down in the doobly-doo or just by searching Teespring and Sloopcast. All sorts of great stuff over there. T-shirts and posters and coffee mugs and hoodies and all sorts of cool stuff over at the Teespring Sloopcast store. Uh, once again, link in the doobly-doo. Uh, also, by our, also, this is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Our Patreon supporters uh, who support us. Once again, link in the doobly-doo. The podcast itself will always be free, but we're offering some cool little extras over there, including early releases on episodes, wallpaper for your computer, wallpaper for your phones, and it also helps keep you keeps you um, apprised of all of the Sloopcast stuff. Uh, you know, so in case you miss a game poster, or you miss a this or you miss a that, it's always right there. You can find all sorts of cool postings 
Uh, it's, it's our direct link to you that doesn't get filtered behind algorithms and so on and so forth. And you can be a part of it for as little as $3 a month. barbecue back here you're all invited welcome to the sloopcast how are you doing today kyle doing pretty well jared how are you doing i'm doing pretty okay you have been asked uh recently about the fact that our intro which has been this way for years our intro is we've got barbecue back here or now being uh sponsored by a barbecue company and people ask me if that's a coincidence or not and i always tell them you have to ask the mad canadian because <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know who had a good weekend uh, other than ohio state other than ohio state other than ohio state fans uh how about larry johnson larry, larry johnson not not only his protégés? Not only his protégés, not only Chase Young have enough monster. career monster career day, but the Bosa brothers, yeah, AFC and NFC player of the week. We need like the Elias Stats Bureau or someone. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they've already done it, and I just didn't notice. When was the last time that brothers? took home respective all AFC and all NFC awards. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just that, but Chase Young had a national award too. Yeah, but, but he's not, he's not their brother. So it doesn't have the same sort of ring to it. When was the last time two brothers were both yeah. AFC and NFC players of the week in the same week? It may have never happened before. But Larry Johnson just needs yes. to take that picture. Oh, yeah. National Player of the Week, AFC Defensive Player of the Week, NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Just plaster that yeah. on the wall. Yep. I'm sure and someone's right already that, doing it for him. Right above that, hashtag D-E-U. All, we got all the U's. We're coming for quarterback U. It's ha- it's gonna have it, it, we need to build it up over a few years, but it's happening. Quite a few years. <laughs> it's gonna t- given Ohio State's less than stellar quarterback history. Let's just say during the entire twentieth century. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take a little bit of time. Who's the tw- who's the best best Ohio best, who's the best pro quarterback who went to Ohio State? In the 20th century. The answer is Mike Tomzak, and that should make you sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that I am even bringing up Kent Graham's name, the fact that that's even a name that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Eh. Speaking, of, speaking of past quarterbacks, 
future quarterback Jack Miller was at Ohio State over the weekend and Kyle he, killing it on the segues recently. My goodness. Okay, re- right, let's just just ruin it by pointing it out. I don't yes. care. You needed the congratulations. Jack Miller reconfirmed last week. Yes, thank you. Jack Miller reconfirms his commitment to Ohio State after his visit. Yeah, Ohio State's been uh, shopping around at quarterback. Um, so a lot of people are like, oh, is Jack Miller going to bounce? Is... He keeps falling in the rankings, which has people wondering, is Ohio State moving on? But he's been falling in the rankings because he was injured during the offseason and therefore not participating in the quarterback camps and all of this is and that's and... So he's fallen in the rankings, so it has some people saying, well, should Ohio State still, why is Ohio State shopping around? Are they moving on from Jack Miller? And no, Ohio State has actually been incredibly transparent, both to the media and to Jack Miller, that because, you know, they lost two separate quarterbacks to transfer this offseason, you have Chug, who is in his final year. Justin Fields, who, by the way things are going right now, is in his second to final year. Ohio State's going to be, or Ohio State currently is hurting for depth at the quarterback position. So yes, Ohio State is pursuing a second quarterback in this class. Mm-hmm. That's not a secret. That's not underhanded. This isn't that. No, it's not. It's not any of that. Ohio State's going after two quarterbacks in this class. Everyone's on the same page. It's fine. No no need for drama. No need for anything. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Jack Miller's coming to Ohio State. Ohio State's going to look to add a second guy. The second guy they're currently looking to add is a blue chipper. But as we learned, as we have learned in the past, sometimes the five-star Justin Zwick gets beats out by the three-star Troy Smith. Recruiting rankings are by and large accurate, but not completely accurate. And in the case of Jack Miller, much in the same way in the case of Matthew Baldwin, or in the case of, I don't know, Chris Olave, there are reasons, there are typically stories and narratives and reasons behind why guys aren't highly touted. And with Jack Miller, he was highly touted. He spent some time being hurt. And as a result, it's not so much that he fell, it's that others passed him, which is a thing that happens. It's not a big deal. Jack Miller could very well have a great future at Ohio State. Yep. Never know. Never know. All right, that's our recruiting roundup. (laughs) Can you tell it's an off-season? Are we a little chatty? Yes. Just just a little, or off-season, I meant to say, off-week. That, and it's a bi-week. That's what I meant. That's what I, that, that is the, buy is the word I was looking for. All right. All right. So Jared, uh, so Jared, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> uh, I had earlier, I had a scientist by Seventh Son. It's an IPA, solid beer. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's do some deciphering day. He says, when you're at Ohio State, you're already in the limelight and the guys already have enough spotlight. You don't really need award campaigns. Recruiting is going as good as it can go. Uh, He goes on to say, if you're Chase Young, if you're looking to get Chase Young the Heisman, the mindset of the voters needs to change. An offensive award and will continue to be 
without change. Uh, not that Chase Young is concerned with any of that. Day believes the Heisman should go to the best player. So here we are once again. We have this conversation every year at about this time. Mm-hmm. Every year, the media pick the defensive standout of the season thus far and says, why aren't defensive players eligible? And they, they, they hold up the defensive player like an idol. They write articles about it. They say the Heisman is simply an offensive award for quarterbacks and sometimes running backs. And that's wrong. And this defensive player is clearly the best defensive player is clearly the best player in all of college football. And you know what? They're right. But you know what? Every year they write the article, every year they put Clowney or whoever forward, and still nothing changes. Just because it's one of, quote-unquote, our guys this time, just because it's Chase Young and he wears the uniform of the team we like and he's a guy we like and he he's a guy we cheer for, doesn't change the fact that a defensive player might get a trip to New York, but will never win this award. Not unless they're also a special teams player, or they also play some offense. If they're, you know, sort of the Charles Woodson, there's been other guys whose names I can't think of right this second, who who, who can sometimes get it because they also are return specialists, or they also play offense or whatever. Just because the guy who they're holding up as some idol this year where Scarlet and Gray does not change the fact that we see this story every single year and nothing changes. Mm -hmm. Just minds have to be changed. Sure. On the voters. It was Indominican Sue and it was, it's just, it's been, everyone's, everyone's, this happens all the time. Well, the the mindset that a lot of people are having is like, well, if Sue didn't get it, then Chase Young definitely shouldn't get it. Because look at look at Sue's stats. His his stats were off the charts and this and that. Kyle, I spent you a long at- time it's been a long time since kindergarten. Does two wrongs make a right? Maybe. <laughs> Just because Sue was done wrong doesn't mean we have to do wrong by Chase Young. But it does mean that we probably will. Mm-hmm. Because historic precedent. Yep. So everyone's going to write their articles about Chase Young, and a bunch of voters will probably put him third on their ballot. I think just the to only say way, that they did it. And... I think the only way this would happen is if you have some stud like Young mm-hmm. just makes a big splash, like he is, and the other candidates are on teams that have a loss under the belt. Because, I mean, most of the time, not every time, because Lamar Jackson for, is an exception to this, though. Most of the time, it's from a team that's on its way to potentially be in the playoff, or it will be in the playoffs. Right. But it, it's going to have to be that Chase Young is going to have to get to that 20 sack mark. And the other player, the other players or the other quarterbacks are yeah. going to have to not say play it, as well. Say it like it is. And they lose. Like, they have at least a loss under the belt, and Ohio State continues to roll teams, though. I think that's the only way you're going to see a defensive player like Chase Young get this award. 
Let's see, we have an Ask Sloopcast from Sean Brawley. Sean Brawley via our private Discord channel. Speaking of the Patreon, as little as th- it's one of many benefits that come to you for as little as $3 a month. He asks, does a comparison between Burroughs stats from this year and Haskins stats from last year prove how much of a joke the Heisman Trophy is? Probably not, but Haskins was good. There's not a ton of value in comparing stats between... Honestly, there's not a ton of... Because I saw someone be like, oh, well, why are we even talking about Justin Fields? Because if you compare his numbers to... I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Kyle, help me out from this brain stupor I'm in. The former Alabama quarterback now at Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts. I got there. I got there. I got there. I got there. Well, Jalen Hurts has more touchdowns and more passing yards and more running. I was like, yeah, because your defense sucks. He needs to put up those. I don't know. Stats are stats. It, it, what do you want? It's, it's all the Heisman trophy. The only reason we're even talking about the Heisman trophy to this extent is because it's a bye week and because Ryan day talked about it. If not for those things. And our favorite announcers were really bringing that up too. And because the defensive idol that we're putting forth this year is an Ohio State player. So it, it's going to be a quarterback, possibly a running back, but probably a quarterback. A quarterback. Yeah. It's not going to be a defensive player. That doesn't mean Chase Young can't get a trip to New York, but he's not going to win it. We've seen this story before. It doesn't end well for the defensive player. Ryan Day says, uh, if we can win the line of scrimmage, we can beat anybody. I mean, yeah, I mean, we say it all the damn time. What do we say all the damn time, Kyle? It all starts up front. It does. As much as football has changed in the past 50, 60 years, you know, it hasn't changed winning up front. The slobs. Got to win the front line first. Offensive side, defensive side. Got to win the line first. That has not changed. That will never change. It's become maybe slightly less true with the advent of short passes and bubble screens and blah, blah, blah. But it's still true. It just means those those big linemen have to be more athletic because of more bubble screens and whatnot. I mean, and it, you know, and it's still, it was less true in the 70s than it was in the 30s or 40s when they didn't even have a forward pass things change except for the fact that it all starts up front yeah it's the one constant you know what should be a constant jared what's that the punt returner yeah Uh, garrett wilson continues to progress comparatively to chris olave last year quote the second half of the season will be good for him unquote wilson is making a strong move to be the punt returner I, yes, yes, and yes. I, can, can I can I correct Ryan Day? I'd like to correct Ryan Day. That last sentence should be, Wilson has made a strong move to be the punt returner. Yes. That is a past well, can, tense. He has made I, that I, move. He should I, be the punt returner. Can I correct you? Yes. Wilson is the punt returner. <laughs> Well, see, but that's just you getting rid of half the sentence. All right. uh, Speaking of it all, starting up front, Devon Hamilton, uh, Ryan Day says, 
Uh, has had one of the best off-seasons of anybody in the program. By the way, I think this is Ryan Day's version of one of the best guys, one of the best fam. <laughs> I feel like everyone has had the best off-season. Uh, he's had one of the best off-seasons of anyone in the program. He took a step in the weight room. You could see him coming. I'm really proud of the way he's playing. It's a huge deal for this defense with how he's playing. I, I called out Devon Hamilton by name on the Monday episode. Those DTs made it happen for the the Chase Young, the linebackers to make those plays. For sure. You know, you want to talk about, what was Jonathan Taylor's average? 2.7 a carry? Something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. That starts with the defensive tackles, first and foremost. We can talk about Chase Young, and we can talk about all sorts of different things in regards to the defense. It starts, does not end with, but starts with the defensive tackles. Uh, Ryan Day was asked about uh, if they should be number one in the polls. Ryan Day says it really doesn't matter right now. It only matters at the end of the season. He says it doesn't mean anything. People like to talk about it. And I love this quote. The only reason I included this in the, I included this in the Deciphering Day section. He says, quote, it has nothing to do with us. I love that. What the outside world is saying has nothing to do with this team. Is what he's saying. Rank is number one, rank is number two, rank is number ten, it doesn't matter. There's a whole other month of football to be played. We'll worry about perception after we build the resume. First you build the resume, then you worry about perception. Mm-hmm. Because you can talk about disrespect, and you can talk about strength of schedule, and you can talk about this ranking versus that ranking, and bias this, yes. and blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, none of that matters if you don't build the resume first. Because mm-hmm. you, you can't go into the bat, you can't go into the final football, the college football playoff committee. You can't go into the final one with two losses and be like, oh, perception doesn't matter. You lost twice. I mean, in the end, he's right. It doesn't really matter. But we all think. <laughs> But all everybody who's seen Ohio State, it's. I mean, you could make the argument, yeah, they should be number one, but doesn't I, matter. It's only October. Yeah, and I don't know. Like on Twitter on Sunday, you see people being like, "These are the voters in the AP who still have Ohio State at number four, and being pissy about it, and like, good, essentially." The AP voting, it's essentially a three-way tie. There's only eight points separating the three. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Ask Oklahoma if they care about who's voting them where right now. Because whoever, they're all, everyone's voting them lower than they were a week ago. It doesn't matter. The problem will solve itself as long as you don't lose now are we ready for the slew picks? Yes. Okay. I took a message from the genie in the bottle. Said every now and then I feel a 
Let's do the slow picks. Now, Kyle, once again, we are on a bye week. So that means we're back to 10 games, seven picks, and three passes. Are you ready? I am. All right. Seven games, three passes. Our first game, Michigan, Maryland. Michigan going to Maryland. This game is ABC. This game is noon. It might be the big nude special. Pretty sure it is. Michigan favored by 18 and one half points. Kyle, I'm going to make you go first. I think you good, sir. No problem. I'll go with the khakis here. I think Jimbo, good old Jimmy Harbs, has found a good recipe right now. And Maryland is just, what, they're bad. Bad right now. Bad at, yeah. bad at football. Five, five games in a row they lost after the strong three Is that right? games. I believe so. Hasn't there been a Rutgers break in between? I feel like they had some Rutgers relief somewhere in there somewhere. I could be wrong. I can or, look real quick, but... that's Go ahead and bring that up anyway, because I want to prove a point. No, you're right. You're right. There was a Rutgers in there. <laughs> All right. So while, while we have the Maryland schedule up, mm-hmm. do me a favor. Mm-hmm. See if you can find a game in which the loser lost. I don't care in which slot Maryland's in. In which the loser lost by less than 20 points. Less than 20? Yeah. Yeah. Once. once. Twice. Twice. Twice? Twice. Twice. Temple. 20 to 17 and Indiana 34 to 28. Oh, I forgot about Indiana. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to move forward with confidence. Anyway, this has been the most feast or famine team ever. They're winning games by 40 points. They're losing games by 40 points. Practically every game on their schedule has been a blowout in one direction or the other. I do not anticipate this game to be among the Temple exceptions. I think Michigan will decimate Maryland by way more than 18 and a half points. Yep, completely agree. I think I think this one's easy money, mm-hmm. which of course means I'm wrong. Yep. Next up here, Jared, we have probably the only good game for the week. Oh, and but just... For the record, we don't do guest pickers during the bye weeks. Okay. All right. Georgia taking on Florida. Uh, it is a 3.30 kickoff on CBS. Also known as the only game worth watching this weekend. Yes. The Bulldogs is a four and a half point favorite. I've considered Florida to be paper gators all year. Their best game all year has been a respectable loss to LSU. Georgia has at least looked good at times. Georgia has at least beaten a semi-reputable team in Notre Dame. Ultimately, I think the line on this one's perfect. I'm not picking this one with a ton of confidence, but I'm going to go with Georgia. Yeah, I don't know why Florida is rated so high. I guess they have the win over Auburn, but... Auburn's played a ton of great teams. They've just lost to all of them. Well, they did beat Oregon, but they lost to Florida, lost to LSU. Why are they 
I don't know. I don't know. Auburn's a very, 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 very good defense. And that's that's the, that's the end of that thought. That's it. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up here. Oh, wait. We did not pick Georgia or Florida. I picked Georgia. Okay. Same here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next up here. The Hurricanes taking on the Seminoles on ABC um, 3.30 kickoff. And the Seminoles, Jared, yeah. are favorite by five and a half. I don't trust Florida State. And I don't trust Miami at, at all. But I'm just going to go with the points here. So I'll take Miami. Yeah, exactly. Both of these teams suck. This could go in... And the weird thing is that these teams suck in a very talented way. Both of these teams have a lot of talent, which means one of these teams might show up and decimate the other team. Mm-hmm. Which one's which? <laughs> I don't know. But both of these teams are loaded with talent and they just can't put it together. So yeah, just give me the underdog just because. Just because. Mm-hmm. Give me the points. The Illy Rut, the Illy Rut Bowl. Ill Rut. The Illy or L? Because it sounds like an ill rut. Like it's ah. a bad rut. Which in case you, if you haven't figured that out, it is Rutgers and Illinois. Uh, this is 3.30 on the Big Ten Network. Illinois, Jared. Yeah. 20 and a half. I believe it is your pick. Illinois is favored by 20 and a half in a yeah. Big Ten game. When's the last time that happened? Has that ever happened? <laughs> Maybe since 2000? I don't think, I, I, you know, you'd have to go way. Is, there, has, there has to have been a time in history in which Illinois was a good football team. Illinois in the 90s were. To no. an extent. To an extent. They were good by Illinois standards. I'm talking like Minnesota's like won national titles in the past. Granted, it was like the forties, but I don't know. Is is Illinois ever been favored by more than twenty points in a Big Ten game before? It has to have happened. Mm-hmm. But Jared. Yeah. The question here. Yeah. Rutgers is terrible. Okay. Are they 20 points terrible against a talented but inconsistent Illinois team? Yes, yes, I think they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Illinois is real bad. Or Rutgers is really bad. And Illinois is on a bit of a hot streak. Yeah. I mean, yeah. by by Illinois standards of being on a hot streak, they're on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. So is Rutgers. Rutgers is in a hot streak, Rutgers too. won a game! They've run two games so far. Yeah, but they won one recently. They have. Good job, Rutgers. So who do you got? Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Same here. Yep. (laughs) So that means all of these are wrong. Because we're we're picking the same anytime we pick the same. Oh, yeah, we're screwed. We're screwed. Yeah. All right. Um, I have poisoned you. I know. I don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> this is new territory. Uh, it's not so up, much that we're doing worse than we normally we are. I don't know. I am. 
<laughs> I think it's just now that we have competition outside the two of us. Our homie Sun card is currently running away with the sloop picks. Yep. And other guys like Hunter Jenko and just uh, Austin's been doing pretty good. I don't know. Just we suck. We suck at this. Yeah. Thank God we're entertaining. Thank God we don't real life gamble. Oh, yeah. No, do not real life gamble. In case you're wondering if that's a joke, it is not. (laughs) Next up here, Jared. TCU and Oklahoma State. 3.30 kickoff on ESPN. And the Cowboys are three and a half point favorite. I think that's a good line. I'll go with the home team here. I'll take the Cowboys. I think that's an excellent line. So excellent, in fact, that I pass. All right. All right, next. Well, since you pass, who would you go with? TCU. Okay. But I pass. All right. Next up here, Jared. Yes. The matchup of the week. All been waiting for. Yes. Cats versus cats versus dogs. Four o'clock kickoff. Catch it on the ACCCCCC network. Sorry, I had to reboot Kyle. (laughs) Thank you. Clemson hosting Wooford. Wooford, Jared. Wooford. Wooford. Here's the here's the funny thing about Wooford. Kyle already alluded to this, but I feel like it needs pointed out. They're the Terriers. Wooford. <laughs> like we're Wooford. How could we not have a dog mascot? Clemson. Forty-seven and a half point favorite. Forty-seven and a half. I had to put it on the. I had to put it on. The, I had to put this game in the slew picks for two reasons. One, this is the only top five team playing this week. Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Penn State, Ohio State, obviously. None of these teams are playing this week except for Clemson. I had to put it on, right? Didn't have to. 40, well, we also needed some practice. Because early lines, early suggestions... Uh, are saying that the Ohio State Rutgers game currently set at minus 50 and a half. <laughs> so I feel like we needed some practice. And I feel like this was a good testing ground for a monster spread. Am I picking first or are you picking first? Uh, let's see. I'm picking first. I, I, I figured it out in my head. You did. And yes, I'm taking Clemson. Clemson has been hearing everyone talk about how sleepy they are and how secret bad they are and how much they're quote-unquote struggling, and I think they're going to take all of those frustrations out on the dog. Oh, so you got you got Clemson to cover? Clemson. To, to, to win and cover. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not confident in this. Are you passing? So I'm just going to pass. It's prob- that's probably the smart play. I'm just going to pass. <laughs> you're smarter than me. Sure. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, Utah, next game. Utah and Washington. Four o'clock kickoff on the Fox Network. Just the regular Fox Fox. Just Network. Fox. Yes. Just Fox. Or Fox 1, just Fox. 
Utah is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, it is my turn. Uh, Washington is not as good as we all thought they would be. Utah has a solid defense. I'll take Utah here. I agree with you. Um, I am sort of coming around to Utah maybe being an okay-ish team. At the beginning of the season, there was all of this undeserved hype around Utah, like they were going to crack the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. And I think I overreacted to that and wanted to play counter to that because I was right. But as what happens with humans, of, of which I am, you take your sort of opposition to that and you, you take it to an extreme, which I probably did. And Utah's a good team. And I feel like we're going to find out how good of a team this week as Washington is not Washington uh, of the past couple of years, but still a solid football team. If Utah wants to be in the playoff discussion, they don't only have to win this game, but they have to win this game decisively. Two and a half points won't do it. They're going to have to win convincingly and they're and they should know that if you want to be a front runner you should know that you need to win this game decisively i think they'll be motivated to do just that so yeah give me utah how about this jared as much crap as we've been giving the pac-12 pac-12 has two teams in the top nine i like that you went nine i did you could have said nine top nine but all you've done is given away the fact that one of them is ninth. I did. <laughs> you could have just said top 10. It's not top any 10. less impressive. Uh, yeah, I know, but I think that's a product of the other teams falling. No one in the pack is undefeated, and we're not even into November yet. Eh. I mean, it's possible. Chaos makes all things possible, but... So we both picked Utah for that one. All right, uh, next up, Jared, we have Virginia taking on the Tar Heels. Yeah. Uh, 7.30 kickoff on the ACCCCC network. It. I had to reboot Kyle twice this episode. UNCCC, oh, excuse me, uh, two and a, is a two and a half point favorite. That's, I think that's funnier than calling them the Atlantic. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're, you know, we're bringing out the wheel of suck for the ACC again, you know, Clemson being the only exception to that. Who cares? Honestly, at this point, what are they playing for? The right to get smashed in the face by Clemson in the ACC, championship game. Meh. Yep. yep. I, I don't care. I don't think they care. No one cares. I pass. Virginia is first in their division. Woohoo. Yeah. North Carolina becomes first if they win? Question mark? I have no idea. That's <laughs> Don't look it up. I have no idea. I've already declared that I don't care, it, so please do not spend It's a five and three about. team in their first in their division. Enough said. Enough said. Uh, I decided to pass on this one. I really wanted to pick Virginia, but for some reason, the night game in Chapel Hill, 
North Carolina kind of does some strange things. So, Ooh, night game for the Tar Heel football team? I'm supposed to care? Well, I'm passing. I mean, so I are passed you? too. Okay. <laughs> I already said I passed. I passed before. I passed before it was cool. Okay. Jeez. We got SMU Southern taking on Memphis. Memphis. Taking on Memphis. 7.30 on ABC. Because C, 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 C. we've been... We've said it a number of times on how crap this week is. Yeah. This is your Kirk and gang show. This is your game day special? SMU and Herb Street special? This is sad. Oh, my God. Can I... I I need to derail the podcast for a second. We are going to get inundated with, hey, everyone, remember when SMU was great, but then the death penalty happened, and now they're bad, but now they're good again stories? Which are my least favorite stories of all the college football stories. No, second least favorite of all the college football stories. Because they were a bad team. They started cheating. They became a good team. Then they got death penaltyed. Then they were just a bad team again. And, you know, Craig James killed five hookers. No, he didn't. Craig James did not kill five hookers. Kyle, Craig James did not kill five hookers. Did he? He did not kill five. Everyone, Craig James did not kill five hookers. Did he? Craig James did not kill five hookers. But did he? Uh, it's for the courts to decide, Kyle. Point is, don't don't fall for it. If you watch game day this week, please don't fall for it. SMU is not some storied program coming back from the dead. It's my second least favorite story in all of college football. I don't know why ESPN continues to push it. By the way, in case anyone's curious, I was kind of hoping Kyle would ask me, but he's just not on top of his game tonight. My first least favorite story in all of college football? Rudy. 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 I think we had that discussion many times. Many Let's times. Move forward. All right. Rudy is I'm, I'm passing. I'm passing on this one. As am I. Okay. All right. I don't care. SMU's undefeated. Let's all pretend to care for a moment. Moment's over. All right. Moving ne- forward. Next up here, Jared. We have the game you should be watching instead. Mm-hmm. Or literally just doing anything else. Do not watch Memphis SMU. Don't do it. You're suspended from the Sloopcast if you do. Nah. I don't. I can't enforce that. <laughs> Kyle looks at me like, no, don't do that. I'm like, what? Am, how could I possibly enforce it, Kyle? Next up, Oregon <laughs> and yes, I'm moving on, Jared. Oregon yes, and USC, eight o'clock on Fox. Please watch this game instead. The Ducks. Our five and a half point Jared, and I believe it is your pick. I'll go, even if it's not. I don't care. Remember what I said about Utah? Mm-hmm. How if they want to enter the playoff conversation with one loss, that it's not good enough to simply win? Yep. Here is Utah, and here is Oregon not kicking off at 1030. Here they are kicking off in nice time slots. Four o'clock and eight o'clock. Here you go. Here's your national spotlight on a week weekend of football. 
this might be the only time that a bunch of college football fans sit down, Utah, Oregon, sit down and watch one of your games all the way through. It might be it. You're facing good competition. Not great, good competition. And you can't win it with a last second field goal. You can't win it in the fourth quarter. You have to do what Michigan did to Notre Dame, what Ohio State did to Wisconsin. You have to go in there and prove not that you won, but that you are the better team. Five and a half points? You want to beat USC by less than that and then claim playoff rights in a couple weeks? No. You have to win this football game and you have to win this game impressively. They need to know that. Simply winning these games are not good enough for Utah and Oregon. They have to win and they have to win decisively. And they have to know that. And they have to be aiming for that. Oregon. So Oregon. Okay. So Oregon, yes. Sorry, I'm very soliloquy tonight. Well, for all the games that we've picked together, we yeah. picked the same. Oh, we're so screwed? We are. There's only one game that we chose differently or game that we decided to pick on. <laughs> yeah. We just we just have two different passes. Yes. All right. This is normally where we would do Know Your Enemy, but uh, we don't have an enemy this week. This would be a great time, however, to do an ad read. For the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company, the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company, did you know, Kyle, that they're an Ohio-based company? Don't be confused by the name. Don't don't be confused. Mad Canadian. Well, obviously, he's an angry man from Canada. No. He's just from Ohio and a little bit crazy. And that's fine. We don't judge here. A little bit crazy? That's cool. Maybe you're medicated, maybe you're not. None of my business. Your health is your business, Mad Canadian. Point is... Ohio-based company whose seasonings can take your barbecue from good to great. His personal life is of no concern to you. Where he lives and the state of his mental health doesn't matter. These things are not important. What's important is that if you buy the Cajun, you will get a wonderful southern flavor with a hint of a kick. Obviously, he's at least somewhat stable. Because if he weren't at least somewhat stable, he'd put all the spice in it. No, he's got a hint of a kick. Obviously, he's he's still with us in some capacity. That or someone in his family is holding him back. One of those two things. You can put the Cajun on all of your meats. It gives you a great southern taste right from your very own grill. You can, with the promo code SLOOPCAST10, get 10% off of your entire order. Now, in in the in the in the thing he sent us, uh, he has a capital S and a capital C. Most of the time for coupon codes, that does not matter. But just in case it does, that's capital S L O O P capital C A S T ten. No space in no spaces. Sloopcast ten. Capital S capital C. The number one. The number zero. Sloopcast ten. All right, let's go ahead and get to our hashtag ask Sloopcast questions. Yes, let's. All right. Uh, first up here from at Austin Graham. I'm going to keep emphasizing that. Uh, he says, 
interesting uh, ask Luke cast for this week. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll decide that, Austin. You don't get to decide if it's interesting or not. We get to make that decision. Obviously, the games this week are awful. Barron, uh-huh. Florida, Georgia. Uh-huh. If I forced you, and I am, to pick a surprise <laughs> team chaos moment of the week, Ooh. who is most likely to be taken down? Yes, I know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, okay. So first off, yes, that's an interesting question. Uh, it might be an impossible question. We have to pick one team chaos moment for the week, Kyle. I'm letting you know right now, Georgia, Florida, that's not a team chaos situation. Either direction. That's yep. a top 10 P, a top 10 team beating a top 10 team. So that's just not even on the table. I think we have a few options. But I also want to say that SMU and Memphis, a top 15 or a, a 15 versus 24, that doesn't qualify either. I think we have a few options. I think there's potential for chaos this weekend. For one thing, I think very little of Baylor and I think less of West Virginia, but I think that's a possible situation. Maybe Maryland wakes up and discovers their September magic in the month of November. And we see Michigan knocked off. Likely? No. Possible? Sure. Kyle, you think Wofford can do something against Clemson? <laughs> It'd be the biggest Wolf. upset in college football history if that happens. Wolf. Wolf. What about this one, Kyle? Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. They're both five and two. Maybe Notre Dame's feeling a bit disheartened. I feel like that's a decent option. Possibly. Maybe USC in their home stadium. Yeah. Getting their signature win of the season. You could make the argument that USC is a more talented team. Now, it doesn't mean that they've done anything to put that talent to use. But from a pure recruiting standpoint, you could certainly make that argument. You could say the same thing for Washington and Utah. You mm-hmm. could certainly make the argument that Washington's that Washington, despite being unranked, is more talent rich than number nine Utah. In this case, you'd be wrong. But you could make the argument. You'd be wrong, but you could make the argument. What about Ole Miss? Nah. Ole Miss and Auburn. Ole Miss gave Alabama a run for its money for a little while until talent took over, but Auburn isn't that great on offense? <laughs> Ole Miss is terrible this year, though, man. I don't know. They, they've, they've played some teams close, but I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. But they, they've been playing some teams close. All right. So. Austin says we have to pick one. I'll go with that one, actually. I may go with Ole Miss. Ooh. I, I may go with Ole Miss. I don't think that'd make my top five. Okay. Well. um, I'm torn between, I think, either of the Pac-12 games, but I also kind of like Virginia Tech over Notre Dame. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Washington over Utah. I think that's my team chaos pick for the week. Okay. All right, from at but you Lisa Vilas. But you picked Utah in the picks, though. Yeah, but we're picking a Team Chaos moment. Okay. That's a different conversation. All right. We're picking the most likely upset versus what we think will most likely happen. 
at LisaVilas1. She says, uh, you commented at the beginning of the year how it was taking Buckeye fans time to get behind Justin Fields. Yes. That was a large topic of conversation during our August. Why aren't people more excited for him? Why aren't people more excited about this team? I might be terrible at the sloop picks, but I saw this special season coming. Go listen to the August episodes if you don't believe me. Okay, back to her tweet. Uh, I work with one of those people. I asked him Monday if he was convinced yet. He is not. He said he either throws the deep ball or hands off or runs. Thoughts? Um, it's what quarterbacks do. <laughs> <laughs> they throw the ball, they hand it off, and they but run. You know what he's not doing? He's, either he's not turning the, the ball over. <laughs> All right. So let me say this with all sincerity. I, I'm, this is me being completely straightforward and honest with you. Your coworker is an idiot. I don't think you have the. Uh, I don't think you have the ability to fire this individual. However, I, I, I maybe start doing stuff to his coffee. I don't know. You're you you're working with an idiot. Uh, she sends us follow up, and to my previous question. Do you think most Buckeye Nation has warmed up to Fields, or are they still skeptical like my coworker? I think ever I think the majority of people are behind Justin Fields now. I, based off of what I see on Twitter, the super vast majority of Buckeye Nation is completely behind Justin Fields now. And I think Completely the fact think. that I think a lot of people were very much behind and very much excited to see Tate Martell. And I think the fact that he's fallen completely flat on his face at Miami has dampered their argument. If Tate Martell was doing great in Miami right now, I think peop- I think there are Buckeye fans who would be more skeptical of Justin Fields. I understand that that makes no logical sense, but humans. <laughs> yeah. Our homie SIM card asks us, what is the structure of one double A season in playoffs do they get do they play 10 and 16 get in the playoffs how could 1a move towards that system you know i'm actually not super familiar with how the fcs structures their playoffs i want to say it's 16 teams i'm not sure uh i don't want that system i don't think four is the correct number Maybe that number is six. Maybe that number is eight. I don't want to ever see the college football playoff go above eight. We also have to have the conversation of, would you accept, if you're if you're like pro eight teams, if that's what well, you're into. That's what they are. They're eight. Okay. If that's what you're into, if you're super into the idea of an eight-team playoff, then I think that you're going to also need to accept the fact that that comes with auto qualifiers. That there will be a five-team auto-qualified system. The conference champions from the five major conferences are going to get auto-qualified. And I think because of antitrust lawsuits and so on and so forth, I think they're going to have to set apart a sixth spot that will automatically go to one of the conference champions from a one of the minor-ish group of five conferences. 
So I think you're gonna have to be willing to accept that as the, as a paper clipped item to an eight team playoff. And you might not want that. You might not think that's best. And I would agree with you, but I don't see an expansion to eight teams without auto qualifying. I just don't see it. Um, it is 16. Actually, I was only looking at half of it. <laughs> okay. It is 16. Yeah. And as far as I don't, I don't know how they decide the seating or how they fill those 16. I, I don't know. My, I don't, it's not, not a thing I know a ton about. Uh, us 10 Graham asks us a second question. How will these new image and likeness rules affect college football as a whole? A lot more than we can cover right now. Does this mean that we will get a new NCAA video game? Not necessarily. We can spend some time talking about that. Big news couldn't come at a better time than a bye week for the podcast. Okay. Um, I don't know. This is such an off season topic and it'll be a while before this stuff even gets implemented. So I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time during the off season talk about it. Uh, here's your problem with the NCAA video game. How, how does EA pay players? Does E is EA representatives from EA going to go to every single football team or every single major conference football team and get a signature from every single player and pay each individual player for that? Are they going to pay? EA doesn't want to deal with that. I would think that would, I think that would have to have some sort of agreement with the NCAA and then as part of your signature to be a collegiate, a collegiate athlete. Yeah. That they're able to use your likeliness and then you would get either the university would get the money from the NCAA depending on the problem it is like with the video games in this instance here. So let's just say EA would cut a check, get the NCAA and then they would distribute that out to the universities then. Here's the problem with that. Who decides how much money that is and who agrees to it? What you're talking about is a collective bargaining. Yes. And with collective bargaining comes unions. This is not a can of worms that anyone is interested in opening. I Maybe I'm wrong. I am not a lawyer. I don't know about trademarks and licensing. I'm not a lawyer. I could be wrong. But from my understanding, the only reason why every single NFL player is in Madden is because that deal is made not with the NFL, but with the NFL Players Union. That's why the players are in those games. EA for Madden has to make a contract with the NFL for the logos and the team names and all of the stadium stuff. You make that deal with the NFL. Then they have to go and make a deal with the NFL Players Union for the like for the likeness rights of the individual players. Those are two separate deals that EA needs to strike. Madden's a cash cow, they're willing to deal with it. Problem is, is that there's no one to collectively bargain with. There's no organization who represents the players. Maybe that's a thing that happens at some point down the line as a result of this. How does it affect college football as a whole? I don't know, man. 
it could change literally everything that we know about college sports. It also might change nothing. Depends upon how they regulate it. Depends upon how well they can regulate it, which is based off of what we've seen from the NCAA not very well. But ultimately, like, well, does it, here, here's the argument that you hear, and I'm not saying it's wrong. The argument you hear is, well, doesn't this just make places like Ohio State and Alabama and places with resources even more attractive? But, like, you can only have 85 scholarship players. The NCAA has, the NCAA football, college football has become more and more parody rich the further into the future you go. There was a point in time in which it was Army, Navy, and Notre Dame. And Harvard. And yeah, those were your powerhouses. It was just a handful of teams. Colleges with money. Governments with money. The future moves on. NCAA starts limiting scholarship numbers. Then they limit scholarship numbers further. And then they limit scholarship numbers even further. And it used to be Notre Dame was the only team on TV every single week. It's not true anymore. Eastern Carolina is on TV every single week now. Everyone's on TV all of the time. The scholarships have been limited, which allows talented players to go to smaller schools. We've been moving in a direction of parity in college football for a really long time. And maybe that's not super obvious at this small scope of time because it's been Alabama and Clemson and Clemson and Alabama. But Appalachian State and, and Michigan... South Carolina and Georgia, Illinois and Wisconsin. The playing field is more level now than it's ever been. And if this changes that, and if that this moves us back in the other direction, we're still light years of where we were in the 80s. Ultimately, it doesn't matter because this is happening. And we'll find out. It's not a debate anymore. This is going to happen. But we all do want ncaa get back we all want the video game back <laughs> don't get me wrong i i hope i'm wrong look at my slew picks i'm wrong all the damn time <laughs> but i i don't see how I don't, I don't know legally how they bridge the gap to actually it's not just because players can earn I'm money curious, from their I'm, likenesses doesn't mean that the NCAA football game is coming back, but it doesn't mean that EA knows how to bridge the gap between legally we're allowed to do this, but how do we actually execute it? Yeah. I, I just thinking that maybe it's going to be the universities that make the, make that decision. Uh, the conferences potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once because again, could... the schools don't have the right to negotiate on behalf of the players, do they? That's this is probably the ultimate question. Uh, this is for lawyers to figure I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on because we could go on and on and on yeah. about that. Um, All right. One last, last question. Last question. At Stuart underscore E for US vet. What would be your starting lineup versus Rutgers? All right, I, I have an idea. Follow me on this. Use Wolfram. the exact same starting lineup that you've been using. Stop. Wofford. <laughs> uh, no, uh, seriously, here's what you do. You do the exact same starting lineup you've been doing, 
but you don't let Justin Fields dress and let's just see what happens. Chug, 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 you, chug, chug. You let Chase Young get his four sacks uh-huh. and let him rest. Oh, I have an idea, I have an idea, I need evidence. Your lineup against Rutgers is the exact same 22 players you've been having start all year, except the offensive guys play defense and the defensive guys play offense. Who's your quarterback? Go. Wow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I stumped Kyle. Big Bob Landers. There you go. (laughs) Get him a touchdown. Come on. He's an offensive guard and you know it. I know. But but goddamn, he needs a touchdown. (laughs) He needs a touchdown. All right. There's your, there's your, there's your answer, Stuart. Offensive players play defense and defensive players play offense. And is that all of our Sloopcast questions, Kyle? I'm doing one last refresh here, Jared. And let me check the Discord channel. I think that's all we got for Twitter. Uh, That's all we got on the Discord channel. Oh, let me check the email. Uh, Nothing in the email. We are, we're all quiet on the email front, you know, bye week and all. Yeah, bye week, then we got Maryland and we got Rutgers. Really, there's... Guys, I want the next three weeks, three weeks, no, Mm -hmm. two weeks, Mm -hmm. I want complete nonsense in the Ask Sloopcast mailbag. I don't care if it's Gmail, sloopcast at gmail.com, Twitter, hashtag Ask Sloopcast, or our private Discord channel, Sloopcast Patreon. I want nonsense questions. I don't want to talk about Rutgers, and I don't want to talk about Maryland. I need nonsense in the Sloopcast mailbag. Stewardy for US Vet. We we still need the goofy names. So you, you we need we need you to keep doing your thing. That's appreciated. We love you for it. Everyone else, I need nonsense in the Sloopcast mailbag, please. And with that, I think that's the end of our show, Kyle. I kind of like having less to talk about. Reminds me of the off season. Yes, it does get to be a little bit more goofy. It's more fun. Make sure to keep listening once the off season comes. I think those are actually, I like those episodes more. We have a little bit more room to breathe, but I know that like a third of you will abandon us and that's fine. Just maybe don't think about it. That's the end of our episode. I want to encourage everyone to follow us on Twitter. Uh, You can follow me at sleepcast. Kyle, what's your Twitter handle? At the crazy one, crazy with a K and one spelled out. You can follow us on Facebook. Um, I wouldn't suggest attempting to interact with us on Facebook because I hate Facebook and everything about it. So <laughs> I don't go. I, don't, I accidentally logged into my Facebook page recently and I had like 99 notifications. Actually, it was, it was like next? 99 plus notifications. Yes. And then I was like, oops, I didn't want to open this. And then I closed it. <laughs> so don't don't try and reach us on facebook you can follow us on instagram once again i wouldn't attempt communication there but we post pictures there every once in a while uh your modes of communication are best either sloopcast at gmail.com or twitter or once again if you're a patreon member the discord is always best because quite frankly there's not a lot of you in there and it's really we, we have a lot of fun conversations in there Patreon, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Teespring store, yada, yada, yada. Kyle, do you have anything in Kyle's corner? 
they had their exhibition game, exhibition game, Exhib- <laughs> ex- <laughs> ex- exhibition. There we go. We didn't have we, any player names. To we didn't have any. We player might as well names, go with yeah. exhibition. Yes. Uh, well, the funny we, thing, I heard you say it wrong twice, and then I was like, "Oh, now I don't know how to say it." <laughs> and uh, that's how played, accents start. They played Cedarville, uh, then in a just a. Or they said it's a exhibition game, uh, ninety-five to fifty-two. Pre-season. Yes, preseason. Uh, their home game is, I think, yeah, it's just a week away. Basketball is a week away here. They take on Cincinnati for their home opener. Uh, that should be another fun game. I remember last year that was that was a really good test early on, and it was a good victory for the Buckeyes uh, early on the season there. Uh, let's see, stat, stat, stat-wise. Let's see, Caleb Weston had 23 points. Kyle Young, 10. DJ Carton with 15. Uh, as a whole, the team shot over 50%, 31% from the threes, and 72% from from the foul line. I'm, I'm really excited for basketball this year. We're going to definitely talk about basketball this year. Yeah. yeah. What are they ranked? Projected 17th? Something like that around 17-ish? I, I don't pay attention to preseason rankings, Kyle. Different <laughs> sports, same rules. I did see Caleb Wesson was, I believe, ranked by ESPN as the sixth best player in the preseason. Hmm. Something like that. You know, it's not interesting. <laughs> Why would you bring up something that's not interesting? The World Series. Oh, is that I've is that happening? Zero minutes of it. I is it still honest question, Kyle? Mm-hmm. Is it over? What by the game time are this they is released, by the time this is released, yes. Okay. Tonight is Game Seven. Who's playing? <laughs> you want to take a guess? I I think Houston's one of them. Houston's one. That that's all I got. The Nationals. Which is Washington. <laughs> yes. You had this weird look like... <laughs> Wolford? <laughs> Wolford. Damn it. That would have been the funny answer. <laughs> All right. Anything else in Kyle's corner? <laughs> that is it. All right. Uh, tonight's ending music is by a pop punk band from the Queen City, from Cincinnati. Uh, their name is Second Story Anthem. If you want to find the song name, check it out in the show notes. Check it out in the doobly-doo. And with all of that being said, I'd like to encourage everyone to drink local beer, listen to local music, and of course, support your local podcast. Once again, this is Second Story Anthem. She took my hand really 
under her spell Everybody says she's poison That she's got another boy But I'm just too blind to tell She says that she loves me Again, that was Second Story Anthem. And once again, I'd like to thank the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company for sponsoring today's podcast. We're an Ohio-based company, and I said we. They feel like family now, right? How many episodes are they doing now? It's not because I accidentally read the ad copy exactly how it's written. No. It's because they are family now. That is what has happened company and they like to say we like to say you know what we like to say it we usually say our seasoning will take you will take your barbecue from good to great the mad canadian barbecue company we've got your butts covered you what else we sell kyle we sell the two border the two border is a great maple sugar red pepper flake flavor you will love it's spicy it's sweet. It's everything you could possibly want. Unless, of course, you're looking for something a little more traditional, in which in case the S&P Bud is a great option. Uh, it is the only brisket rub we use. It's a tasty combination. Salt, pepper, and a bunch of other stuff that just makes it more than just salt and pepper. It is a vacation for your taste buds. Bud. Bud. Bud, the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company, use promo code SLOOPCAST10, S-L-O-O-P-C-A-S-T-1-0. And if it matters, and I don't think it does, but if it matters, that's a capital S and a capital C on SLOOPCAST. No spaces. I know that the no spaces is important. Don't use any spaces. 10% discount for your entire order. Mad Canadian Barbecue Company madcanadianbbq.com or is it themadcanadianbbq.com I forget try one try both or just google mad canadian barbecue company it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.